Welcome back to another episode of Vivo's Balls, a podcast where two avid Longhorn fans talk about UT sports from football to baseball and everything in between. I'm your host, Thomas, and always joining me is James. How are we doing today, man? Man, what's up, Tommy? I'm doing good. It's uh, We're coming off a win. I know we're kind of later in the week that we like to record these episodes, but I know, you know, Thanksgiving week's crazy. We got families coming in, yeah. you know, work crunched in. But we're coming off a, a good win against Kansas, a solid win, something that's not so easy any, around these days. It's uh, actually the first time we've covered the spread against Kansas since 2015. <laughs> and basketball is going, it's rolling. And then my favorite holiday is tomorrow. We get to eat turkey and ham and stuffing and all that good stuff and watch some football Friday. How are you, man? It's doing good. Uh, we actually had my wife's family's Thanksgiving last night. Uh, so I got a little preview turkey, a little some ham, and then my one of my aunts here makes homemade potato rolls and biscuits. So just the best you can get, pretty much. But yeah, man, I need to um, try some of those. My favorite biscuits are the H E B dollar whatever, like the ones that sit around. Love those things, man. But uh, I'm excited. My buddy's coming down from Houston. Uh, he's gonna he. Uh, yeah, he's going to come down, and he's actually picking me up some uh, the meat jerk seasonings. I've been wanting to try those things for a while now, and I think I'm going to do a little Cajun uh, fried turkeys this week. Oh, that's good. So, you know, we were talking so – we'll go we'll get into that Kansas game, and, you know, that's probably the best game Sarkeesian's had since he's been here. Like, best complete game. Yeah. You know, like, the Alabama game was great and all for what it was, but, you know, we finally beat Kansas like we should beat Kansas, and this is probably one of the best Kansas teams there has been in quite a couple of years. Definitely better than the two teams we lost to. Mm-hmm. But, man. Uh, and they got back like, Jalen Daniels, too. So, you know, yeah. he did look a little rusty in the first half. Um, he looked that one. The, the wind looked terrible, right? It was that north-south. And, you know, Trejo's punt went up and went right back down. Yeah, 23-yard punt, and then Jalen Daniels, he had that guy wide open, burned for a touchdown, and the ball just sailed a little too much with that win. So it looked like the win was kind of a factor, but, you know, I I thought he was going to be – towards the end of the game, when the players were breaking down, we got we get pressure every game. Um, it's, we don't we, – we've gotten to the quarterback more late, but he was able to get out of the pocket, pick up some yards, and but we were able to keep that – to just the second half, really. and a lot of the ones were out as well. So uh, yeah, I, I was happy. Like you said, probably the definitely the most complete game this year. Um, yeah. You know, it's his play calling didn't go to you know Madden easy mode or anything. Just <laughs> you know running running Bijan behind the guards, but well, uh, it, it, it could have been it could have been Madden easy mode because Bijan just made everything look so easy. Oh man. Like, it's, 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 that was probably one of his best games. Like, not just, I know he put up, you know, a bunch of yards, a bunch of, like, four touchdowns, but just the moves. Like, I haven't seen that complimentary moves that he puts together. Like, PFS said he only had 10 force missed tackles. I counted 10 on one play. So, I don't know what their criteria, criteria is for a missed tackle, but if he... If there's a guy that's right up ahead of him and he makes a miss without even getting near him, that's still a missed tackle because that guy should have tackled him in the hole. But, you know, I sent you that video. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I think it was a four-touchdown run where he just stops well, on a dime. And that then, was the one they called They called him at the one, right? Yeah, yeah, the fourth, yeah, the third, yeah, that one. And yours just has his hands up in disbelief of what he just did. So that's, like, I'm going to, you know, he has it. Officially said he's gone, but man, I'm gonna miss that guy next year. But hell, Jonathan Brooks looked good. Oh yeah, man, he's looking really good, man. I, he, yeah, he just looks smooth, man. Like he, he, he looks look, like Foreman. Yeah, yeah, with you're the right. Hair, with yeah, the, he's a little bit taller and not as thick, 
but he kind of runs like Foreman, and he has that hair, the hair that coming out of the back of the helmet. Like, it looks just like Foreman, especially that long touchdown run he had. Yeah, so. big John Brooksman, man. He's from, like, Houseville, Texas, which is 30 minutes away from here, 20 minutes away from here. Uh, it's right up the road. Super small town, 2A, 3A school. Um, really good baseball. They've put out some baseball prospects, but not any – they've always been – there's one of those really good football teams, but they are – don't ever put D1 prospects up. So, you know, kind of like Jordan Whittington, uh, he's a kind of a hometown guy for us. So I'm really happy to see him do well. And he wasn't really a highly rated prospect. He was a three-star guy, didn't yeah. have a lot of offers. I don't even think he got an offer from AM until really late in the cycle. So it's uh, I'm glad that, you know, his hard work's paying off and he's getting due. But like you said, yeah, Bijan, man, he was the man. He literally looked like a video game out there. Averaging, you know, 9.7 yards a carry. 20 I don't think video games could do what he did. Yeah, 25 <laughs> yards a carry, 243 yards, and he didn't even play in the fourth quarter. I think he did one series, right? He Ricky's – the single-game rushing record was Ricky Williams. It was like 350. I think yeah. the second place was Foreman against Tech. It was like 243 or something like that, or 242. I, I definitely think if we could have – if the game was closer – and we needed to ride him more. He could have easily beaten the 350. It was he was unstoppable. He looked kind of gassed. He looked kind of like he was getting tired um, on that on that run where you know Quinn put his hands up. You could tell he was kind of stumbling, fumbling. He didn't have that same speed. But yeah, dude, I haven't really seen him on any of the uh, Heisman the betting odds and everything anymore. So I hope he can put together another big game and kind of get back in that conversation. Yeah, he's definitely in the conversation. He's like, like oh, for everything else, Doug Walker, like, Doug Walker. But like, if you look at it, there's so many good running backs this year. Like, you know, there's uh, the kid in Minnesota, Ibrahim, uh, Michigan. Michigan Corbin, but and then there's um, a kid in Pitt. He has 18. Like, it's, there's two people tied at 18, and then Corbin's at 16, and Bijan's at. Um, 16 as well. So there's a lot of good running backs coming into the NFL next year. That's I mean crazy, but yeah, Bijan is definitely. I think he's a whole package. He's no one's his size and his speed. Like he's just a whole package, and he's gonna be missed. But but like a lot of people say, you know, we do have one of the best running back from top to bottom in the whole country, and it's only gonna get better with Baxter coming in next year. Yeah, as much so, as I miss him, it's one of those things where you kind of got to get him out the door because. The guys behind him are good, and you don't want them to be, you know, sitting too long. And it's just, you want that, you know, next man up mentality. And definitely you're going to miss Roshan, too. I know it's was, oh, yeah. was day-to-day this week, but I fully expect him to play this weekend. Oh, yeah, there's no way there's no way Roshan's decent senior day. Yeah. There's no way in hell. Um, so. Whittington, you know, got, in, got into some action a little more this week. Uh, how many receptions does he have? Where is it at? Um, six receptions for 56 yards, 9.3 yards you know, per reception, as long as 21. Um, and he had – they left some meat on the bone there too. There was a couple of, you know, screenplays where it was thrown in front of him and or, you know, they could have been made better throws. I'm not, I'm not shitting on uh, Quinn right now. But, um, yeah, it's good to see him, you know, go to Jordan because I feel like this team, when we ride Bijan and use Jordan to be physical, you know, everything he catches, he's going to go for six more, period, every time. It's just a different, you know, I, I love it when it's going. They were creative, got Keelan, you know, two receptions. He got in the end zone. Yeah, that, yeah the, that touchdown catch by Keelan was pretty, I was like, man, this is kind of just like a throwaway call. But then it's like, okay, the whole line got there, got the blocks, and then he was able to find his way to the end zone, which was pretty, it was an impressive run by him and great blocking by the rest of the team out there. But, yeah, Keelan. Is it just me, or does is he got a little more of like a physical runner? Like now he kind of wants to, you know, have a little contact. I know he's a speaker, yeah. and you want to kind of get him, you know, in an open field. But he's not really scared to, you know, to now, some heads. If he if he definitely sees a backer, like a defensive back out there, yeah, he'll he'll take him on. But I don't think he's gonna take on some big linebacker. So uh, he'll he'll try to outrun him. But if you get you spot a scrawny little running uh, DB back there, he will try to run him over. Um, but yeah, like the, my favorite play 
which was well, not my favorite play because Bijan's touchdowns are all my favorite ones. Yeah. But like the most like Don talked about play that I thought is should should be in our arsenal was that Xavier worthy slant and catch. Uh, that's an RPO. Xavier ran a slant, he caught it and got 18 or whatever. I can, he got like plus, like uh, a great amount of yards. On that. 24, 24 is as long. So, yeah. That might have been it. But it was – but, like, to me, like, he got away from the deep ball. Quinn threw one great deep ball. He only threw one. But he threw – it was a good deep ball. A couple people are saying, oh, he should have put it out, but, like, out in front of him. But he was on the opposite opposite hash mark. He put the ball where Xavier should have – Xavier should have caught it. That's on him. That one's on him. And But to me, it's – you know, all you got to do is run some inside slants, get him – Get him out and about, get him going. Like you don't need a, a 50 yard shot each, you know, every other series for him to make his plays. Like get him some slants, some outs, something where he can get open and then, you know, get some space and go. But like, yeah, so that's like my kind of like it, it was an important play because we haven't seen that all year. I think we need that needs to be a staple more. And I know the year's almost over, which is crazy to think that the year's almost over. It's definitely gone by. Um, one thing we talked about last week was we wanted to see some more receivers kind of get in, in the game, right? Not just target Xavier Worthy 20 times a game. Um, we talked about Jordan getting in there, but Savion Red had two receptions, you know, for eight yards. Is yeah. you can see him there, and then Jatavis Sanders, which this is acceptable in my opinion, but uh. You know, one reception for one yard. Um, he, his his work was done blocking. He, yeah. He had, a, he had a bunch of great blocks. And he and had yeah, a, that cost Bijan, but... Uh, where? You sh- you show me where the... I know. I, no, no, I'm not saying it was holding. I mean, it just... It was, a, you know, it still cost us. It was a, it was a shitty yeah. Team, nonetheless. Yeah. I think uh, they, they made up for it when they called the illegal man downfield and Kansas touchdown. Yeah, Because that one was close. But I'm glad... That. Yeah, that was close. I'm glad to see Jatavon Sanders be more physical. That was the one thing, knock on him on the offensive side of the ball that uh, he needed to learn to love blocking. And after that block, he was flexing. Like, he was, you know, looking at the camera, flexing. Like, he put that dude on his ass. He finished him. And um, But overall, man, great game. Defense looked good. Bear, Jody Barron, he's a, he's a man out there. The, the him, him and Jarrett Thompson are, like, my two favorite backers right now. Like, I love Cook because Cook is – he's for playing with a broken arm and doing what he's been doing this whole year. Like, he's great. But, like, for the newer guys, like, I know – I think, what, Thompson's a sophomore. And I don't know what Barron is, but those two are my favorite two to watch. Like, man, like, they're always they're always making plays. Like, Jared Thompson made three plays in a row to stop a first down. He stopped on a first down for, like, a gain of five. Then he came and made another stop, or broke up, you know, made another stop where like they were. Then it was like third and two, and then he, the the guy caught the ball and he was able to hit him and knock the ball out of his hands to get to, get to a fourth down. Like he made all three plays to get off the field on a three and out. It was incredible. Like, and then Ford showed up with another interception. That was a beautiful play, man. Where, where, um, overshone, you know. He took off and he just kind of did it was a seamless switch. He covered his guy and it was just perfect. Yeah, Jalen Ford. What's his classification? He's he's probably he, he's a junior. Junior, yeah, he's he's gone. He, yeah, um, he's a, yeah he's able to go. I like yeah. it's gonna be interesting to see because like I haven't you know I follow a bunch of uh, draft guys and I haven't really seen them talk about him that much yet lately. But um, I'm pretty sure his name will be coming up pretty soon and. You know, if they don't want to talk about him in the draft, then that's fine. Let him come back one more year. For sure, for sure. Uh, and for, like, we haven't talked about one thing with if this NIL stuff. Like, it's going to cause headaches in the transfer portal. Like, there already is with Xavier. You know, there's a lot of word, a lot of rumors about him transferring, going to USC, and you know, USC is going to probably flash a lot of money at him. But you know, guys don't have to go to the NFL to make money now. Yeah. You know, they can stay a year in college and get their degree and get – make a signing bonus. Make what they make their rookie year. 
on NIL deals. Like, so, you know, we might have a shot at keeping some guys that are close. Like, you know, they're like, okay, you could probably go to the forefront. Well, why would I want to go to the forefront when I would make, you know, 75000 you know, $750,000 when I can stay here and I got an NIL deal that's worth altogether a million, you yeah. know, and I can get my degree. And if football doesn't work out for me, I can have my degree to go do what I want to do. So Christian, jo- Christian Jones to me is the biggest example of like, I know he didn't come back because of NIL, but what coming back can do for you last yeah. year, no way in hell he was going to play on the NFL team. He was no. terrible. This year came back. He's been solid all year. Yeah. At right tackle. Um, it, you know, he can go play NFL football now. I'm sure after this year, maybe not get drafted super high, but get picked up somewhere. Um, yeah. A lot I, of, I, I, yeah, you're right. Like, why go for the fourth, fifth round pick? You can come back to Austin, live as a king, and make some money, and you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's true. And so I'm, you know, I'm real. Uh, I'm excited. Like the NIL deal. That, that, I think that's a good part of the NIL. There's going to be negative, of course, but it's going to be um, it's going to be interesting to see who we all lose this year into the draft and who we get back and who leaves in the transfer. I don't know. We hope, I hope we lose nobody, but yeah, uh, maybe we can gain a couple of people. But we'll see. But you know, we have a very, we have a big game this week. It's Baylor. Um, it's what Friday at eleven o'clock. Mm-hmm. Right after Turkey Day, you know, right after. Uh, I don't, I don't know if anybody that listens is a big soccer people, but I know the United States plays at one on Friday too. So yeah, against England. So that's. I love the World Cup and soccer, so I'll have I'll have it on a small phone. I, I don't, I guess I never change the channel when Texas plays, so I'll have to keep it on the phone. But. Yeah, I'll go dual TV. I got the second one still set up from a couple weeks ago from UFC, <laughs> so I'll put you know two on. But yeah, I, not to get too far off subject, but I love the World Cup. I can't watch like league soccer and all that stuff. My friend tries to get me involved, and it's just there's too many. It's too complicated to me, but. When it comes to you know just rooting for the red, white, and blue, um, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Day, all day. But yeah, so, yeah dreaded 11 a.m. kickoff. And I don't know about you, but my girlfriend's trying to get me to go Black Friday shopping, and I'm like, there's nothing out there I want that bad. So I will go to yeah. Academy, we'll go to Academy, Best Buy, and then I'm going back home. Yeah, I don't like Black Friday shopping. Like, I, I, like, yeah, the deals are good, but. I don't know. We like we don't have any like you know, we just moved like we moved out to our, our ranch house right now and there's nothing there's no room to put anything else anyway so yeah we I mean we need a new TV I think we don't really need a new TV but it's kind of time for one but yeah. uh so maybe you know that's this is the time of year for that but um either that or Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, Super Bowl Sunday. Say, I mean, I've never done the math on it, but they say that's really the best TV weekend to get one. Yeah. So, we'll see. But um, yeah, we're a bit heavy favorite in this one. Uh, uh, what's matchup, the spread? Uh, matchup predictor has it 81.6% to Texas. The spread is eight and a half. We oh, we're wow. eight and a half point favorite. Over and under is 56. Um, yeah. Uh, so, because well, so just looking at the stats, you compare them side by side. You know, Texas and Baylor has similar stats all the way all the way down the board. Um, a couple yards here, a couple yards there, <clears throat> averaging. But it's gonna be an interesting game. Um, I don't think we face the team that runs a zone a zone run scheme like Baylor does. Um, their backs are good. They have a shifty receiver that's. That's always kind of been our little bugaboo, but I think we'll have Baron probably take care of him. Uh, hopefully, uh, Jamison's back from his concussion and I can uh, play. Um, and we'll be without uh, Tucker Dorsey for a half. No, no, no. It, his was in the first half. Oh, okay. So, sorry, sorry. So, he's he'll be back. Yeah. Um, to, I saw one play last week for Baylor where it's really, it's going to be hard to kind of describe, but it was a zone right run with the guard. I don't know who what who designed this play, but the guard and the outside, the left guard and the right 
guard kind of like spun back spun back around and went out to the to the right. It was zone left. They spun out back to the right. It was a nice counter play, but it looked like it looked really weird on TV. But so like there's gonna be a lot of misdirections. Our defense is a, a fast a flow fast, so they're gonna try to hit us in misdirections. I see because that's what they did to T, uh, TCU a lot. Um, you know their quarterbacks about six foot, former shortstop. Um, I think if you get into his face. He won't be able to see, and maybe we get some pressure, get some turnovers. He is kind of turnover prone. Um, if you put enough pressure on, which we have been getting plenty of pressure this year. So to me, you know, it's going to come down to can we stop the run and can we run? And I think Baylor's going to kind of employ what TCU did, put like eight to nine people in the box and see if Quinn can beat them. Because I, I heard it was supposed to be kind of rainy the first half of the game. Yeah, definitely. Rainy, windy. Um, not very cold, I think, around here. But, yeah, I mean, it's kind of the blueprint, right? Stop Bijan and make Quinn beat you with his arm. And um, I I think um, Kansas – I mean, in the Kansas game, we really didn't need him to do anything. Uh, yeah. But this one, you know, I don't know. It's going to be on Sark, I guess, to kind of put him in positions to succeed and do what he does well. You know, do those the RPO quickly to get the ball out. Um, but, yeah, Aranda is a defensive guru. Um, They've seen each other. Yeah. They know what their tendencies are. Um, you know, Aranda might not have the talent he had at LSU's defense, but in, I think Shakizian has just the, amount of, just the same amount of talent he did at Alabama. Maybe not the experience, yeah. but the talent for sure. So it's going to be uh, – it's gonna be an interesting game. Um, so we, we really need this one to, you know, play the the math game, do this, do that. But we beat, we take care of Baylor, Kansas. If they can pull an upset against Kansas State, uh, they've lost 13 in a row. They're playing in Manhattan. Um, it's it still in line to go to the Big 12 championship game. Um, try not to get my hopes up. I just want to kind of take care of our business, whatever happens. Uh, we'll still hope, you know. But, um, I, I mean, was it, was it eight, four, eight and four season? Yeah. Would you be happy with that if, if not, if you know, we don't get the help? Oh yeah, eight and four for sure. Year. Like eight and four with a with a, at least you know a third place finish in the Big Twelve. That. Probably guarantees the Alamo Bowl, maybe. Yeah. Uh, which would be awesome because I would probably try to go to that game. Um, but you know we get the we potential matchup with the big with the Pac-12 team, um, maybe Oregon or maybe uh, Utah again, or UCLA. I don't know somebody one of those one of those three because. Or USC, you know that'd be crazy to see USC in the uh, in the game. So, um, but yeah, like just going back, like you know, Kansas, Kansas versus Kansas State. I don't think you know it's a 12 point spread. I don't think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a lot closer to that. I think sure. I heard uh, Overshone was uh, talking to some of their players after the game. He's like, all right, this is y'all, like you know. Trying to hype them up, getting ready for Kansas State, but just the way Bijan ran over Kansas State, you know, you're not gonna, you're gonna tell me Deuce Vaughn is not gonna at least put up three touchdowns. Yeah. So hopefully JT Daniels is gonna be a little bit more ready to go and find those guys. He like that game could have changed. Last our game with them could have changed a lot if he hit that deep pass first. You yeah. Know, that we could have easily been playing from behind, but. Who knows? But you know, the ball falls. The ball falls a funny way because it's not circled. So, yeah. um, we'll, we should see what happens. But I'm a 13 game win streak too. It's a long win streak, yeah. man. It's, it's due. They're due. They're due. And if any team's gonna do it, it's gonna be this team. So, uh, yeah. this Kansas team. I mean, to, like you know, the dude's a winner. They were five and zero until he got hurt. Um, yeah. And it's just cross our fingers and hope. Um, yeah, yeah, it's uh, cause like it's gonna like if we 
you know, we pull off, we, we not pull off the win, but we win to uh, Friday. You know, it's going to be a long, a long, like, 36 hours because they don't play till 7 o'clock on yeah. Saturday night. So, uh, so with, like, you, know, you sent me a screenshot of Dave Miranda's quote on Ewers. What did you, how do you, I think that, you know, to me, that's, you know, a little, a little, a little shit talk on Ewers, you know. I every, can, quarter, every quarterback, yeah, when you when you confuse them, they're not as great, but, like, you know. I think it was a very accurate assessment, in my opinion, of the, the bad Quinn Ewers, right? Um, when he's not on, when he's struggling. Um, I think it's everything we've talked about, you know, that they can disguise a lot of the coverages and defense when it's not very clear what they're going to throw at you and then, when his first read isn't there, he's kind of when he struggles. Like we talked about off air, you know, he he threw that ball away in the red zone. And but I mean, that's what we want him to do. Rather than for he has taken care of the ball better the last couple of games. He hasn't he hasn't. When's the last interception he threw? Uh, yeah, Kansas, and then who played before them? Was <coughs> uh, uh, it was TCU. So he had three against TCU. So, yeah. so, I mean, he's doing what we want him to do. Uh, I don't really talk about the shit talking. Uh, but he turned around and said his arm strength is up to where he can make all the throws. If the ball's in the hash and you are on, uh, are on and out way on the other side, you have to be able to stick your foot in the ground, pound and drive because you can throw the guy open. So you turn around and, you know, praises on talent. I wouldn't necessarily yeah. – but maybe hopefully – Quinn Ewers reads this and is like, all right, I'm going <coughs> to watch some extra film this week. What's, you know, since I'm going to be at home or, you know, not have classes or I don't know what the schedule is this week. But, yeah. um, scary, I mean, the, the scary thing is when it clicks for Quinn, which it will one day, it's going to be game over for a lot of people because once he can put the, you know, the speed of the game and what's going on and defenses and all that, you know, go through his progressions. It's gonna come one day, and then after that, it's you know stopping. And I think you, I, I think you know we've heard Shakisian say that you know going into fall camp is gonna be open competition. Necessarily, don't really believe that. I think it's Quinn to lose. You know, I think Quinn can lose it, but I think Quinn can with that with the offensive line he's gonna have next year. It's gonna be outstanding. Yeah. Uh, we lose like it's you know it's weird to say hey we're gonna lose Christian Jones and that's a big deal because Christian Jones has been really good this year he's had some plays that are bad of course everybody you know will except for Banks because I don't think Banks had has had maybe one bad play but you know so but Andre gonna have a great I and then we're gonna have a great offense line next year and we're gonna have a couple sophomores. Jake Majors will still be a center calling the calling the protections. Um, Banks and I just, I, I'm excited for next year's offensive line. Really. What is Andre Carrick? Uh, he's a sophomore. Sophomore, okay. Yeah. So so. He can slide over to the right tackle, or he just he's being what he is, a swing player. Yeah. And then, you know, because we still have you know Campbell. Campbell has been getting in lately. I haven't seen like. That line that Jonathan Brooks ran with was pretty much almost the second team. So, and they, you know, he still made everything look good and easy there. So, but yeah, like, I'm kind of excited for this game. Um, you know, last week, last year we lost by seven, but, um, you know, that's, that was the trend last year was losing in the second half. So let's see if we can get put back, back to back two games. Two complete games, and finish on a high note for these seniors because you know, the seniors have been through a lot. Uh, started with Herman, and now finishing with uh, Shark. And you know, you want to? I want to. Like, there's no one better than Cook and Roshan to put out. You know, let them their last game be a, a win. And there's no one that's gonna fight harder for that to happen than those two guys. Mm. So, and, you know, it's gonna be interesting to see who all participates on Senior Day. It doesn't look like Whittington's coming back. Yeah, as much as I hoped and hoped and hoped he's going to go through the senior day thing, right? Yeah. 
And uh, yeah, I'm, I, mean, I think he's I think because what I heard, uh, I read or heard something. I think I think he he's going to be done this year no matter what. I, I think he's hanging. I think he might be just hanging up his cleats in general and go pursue a life outside football and what and whatever degree he got. So I just like that's something I saw earlier this year. Don't know what the I can't remember who said or what the source was, but just that's what I saw. So yeah, I mean, if that's the case, I'll stay hopeful that NIL and you know just especially if there's already if Worthy leaves and you know I, I don't know I, I'm still holding uh holding some faith that Whittington's gonna come back. He's one of my favorite guys. Um, I think yeah. he needs to come back. If if the NFL is his goal. I think he definitely needs to come back, prove he can stay healthy. He's been healthy all year this year. Just get some more film. Um, yeah. Um, so, you know, senior day is going to be interesting. We're going to have, you know, Bijan has not really tipped his hand one way or the other. Uh, we all expect him to go to the NFL. We all kind of like, as, as a coach, as a coach, you're kind of like, hey, man, Let's not waste around here in college. Like, go get, go to the NFL. Like, you, he's earned his, uh, he's earned it. Like, he does, he doesn't owe us anything. Like, yeah. So, what do you, what do you think? What, what's your, what is your reaction if Bijan's like, all right, I'm not gonna sit out, I'm not gonna play in the bowl game. Um, I, I would be very surprised because that is not Bijan Robinson to me. I think he, you know, does everything for this team. He's the ultimate teammate. He does everything the right way. And I think he made a commitment to his team. Or this is, you know, this is how I, I assume he looks at it. He made a commitment to his team. And if there's one game left, there's one game left. You know, that's the, the mission's not done yet. Um, I think a nine-win season, maybe ten-win season, is huge for this program. And I 100% believe B. John Robinson wants to leave this place better than he found it. And if a nine- or ten-win season is on the table, um, I think he's going to want to do everything he can to to do that. And you know, Roshan's not going to sit it out. Oh, but, no. Yeah, so, you know, one more, you know, how are you going to say no to one more Bash Brother game, you know? And, um, but I don't know. I, I, it wouldn't, I wouldn't blame him. I wouldn't be upset about it. You know, he, for, running backs don't go top 10 anymore. You know, Saquon was the last one. Yeah. That's, I, I saw a couple of, uh, uh, on Twitter, I can't remember who it was or what publication, but they had him as the third overall prospect. The defensive tackle from Georgia, Will Anderson and Bijan. And you're not saying he's gonna go third overall, but definitely a top ten pick. So I, I you know, it kind of you know depends where the NFL finishes and where the needs are and you know all that stuff. But I mean, I, I just kind of the same thing. I think Sam left for different reasons. I know he could have come back for that you know COVID year, but um, it was time to move on. I think Bijan um, knows what we have waiting to come. And whenever Jonathan Brooks broke that long run, I lo- my favorite part about it was you see Roshan and Bijan on the sidelines, like hyping him yeah. up, happy, like yeah. you know, genuinely wanting him to succeed. And I think I kind of maybe that was like the passing of the torch, where all right, dude, this is you now. Bijan had flashes of it at the end of his freshman year. It, with the misuse of him with Herman, I'm not saying Sark misused Jonathan Brooks, <clears throat> but he showed what he can do. And I think yeah. now Bijan and Roshan, like, hey, here you go, man. This is you and Jaden Blue. We got Cedric Baxter coming. Um, uh, you know, let's do it. Uh, I, I mean, I don't. I'd honestly be more upset if he did come back. I'd be happy, but I think for Bijan's sake, he needs to go. Right, we need a first round. First off, we just need to break that first round curse. Yeah, yeah. Get someone in the league in the first round. But two, running back is that one position where, man, you have a shelf life. You know, you get a certain amount of miles on you, and it's just, you know, you're not the same running back anymore. And with all the cuts and jumps and spins and stuff Bijan does, I'd hate to see him, you know, come back. God forbid, have an injury or, you know, against some team that didn't really matter and then ruin everything that he had. I think, yeah, he's, I think it, yeah. he's been the ultimate spokesperson, man, for us. He's done everything the right way. Um, I love – my favorite thing about him is I love is he scores a touchdown, hands ball the ref. And then I heard the story against Alabama where his gr- grandpa was like a longtime Pac-12 referee 
Yeah. It's like has a lot of respect for the officials. He'll be one of my favorite players of all time. Go to the NFL, dude. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, he definitely he's he doesn't he doesn't owe us as Texas fans anything else. If you wanted to sit out the bowl, like to me, it all depends on who's the, who's the opponent in the bowl game. If it's a big time opponent, top fifteen game, yeah, I kind of went on a play because I want to be all horses go. But if it's a kind of like a, a shit opponent, like ah man, whatever. Like we we got it with Roshan and. The, but you know, I think he, like you said, he's a team guy. So we'll yeah. see. But we'll we'll have a we'll, we'll do a podcast oh, yeah. um, about you know who's leaving, who's transferring. We'll we'll keep going during recruiting because we still got. You know, we like I said, we cover everything from basket from football and baseball, and right now basketball is in between and volleyball. So like the volleyball girls finish off the Big Twelve uh, with the Big Twelve title win in the regular season. Six in a row. So, yeah. So, yeah, uh, much, you know, they're getting ready. What, you know, you got to stay ready for the tournament. Hopefully we can get, bring in a national title back. And then the basketball team, man, had a huge, a huge win against Gonzaga. I don't know if Gonzaga is still Gonzaga, but uh, we definitely made him look not very good. You know, what? at one point we were leading by 20, we ended up winning by 19. And the Moody, the man – I kind of want to get to a game at the Moody Center because I've seen that place looks like uh, looks awesome, and for what everybody's doing, like it seems high, like it's crowds rocking, and you know my favorite guys are one of our assistant coaches, Pat McAfee. So yeah, we were talking about that, you know, texting where that hype video he had is I screen recorded and saved it on my phone so I can watch that whenever I want to. That's one of the all time hype videos, like. Over any McConaughey stuff, like I watched that man and they got my juices pumping. And I, I basketball, I'm always kind of hesitant uh, to get my hopes up, just because, especially with a lot of transfer portal in a game like basketball, it's hard for those guys to gel and really like play good, which is why a lot of these, you know, Duke teams and Gonzagas are really good because you know a lot of them stayed in their senior year, play together a long time, you know, get really good. Uh, and I think at times last year we played very elite, but we could just never play that consistently. Yeah. And, and just mesh, right? And, um, it, dude, this team is for real. Like, I, I, Tyrese Hunter, Tyrese Hunter, how many points did he have? Um, 26 yeah. points. Yeah. 26 points. Um, Mitchell was putting on a, a slam dunk contest show. Like, dude, it was uh, – yeah, it was a game. And I, I watched it from start to finish. And I was nervous because Texas dominated from the get-go. They, uh-huh. they were dominating the – they were in control the entire game. However, you look at the score, it would be a seven-point game, nine-point game, 11-point game. Oh, then they go back to seven. And then, you know, finally in the second half, you know, I was like, man, these guys have to come out. When that was like our big problem last – or the last couple of years is just – coming out in the second half and not be able to, you know, put the, or their foot on their throat, just kind of like football. And they were able to just run away. And I was super impressed. And I'm like, dude, we're going to be number one in the poll. Not not really. But, you know, I knew we were going to make a big jump. And, yeah, Kansas yeah, only ahead of us. And they almost lost last week, too. And I like seeing put on another big, big performance against a, a worse school. Like, we didn't have a huge drop-off and barely beat. Northern Northern Arizona. So I, I like to see that consistency of just beating down teams that we should beat down. And then when we have a big game, we win, and then we don't, don't let up afterwards. Yeah, on uh, December 1st, which is, what, next week sometime? Or a week from now? Yeah. Next Thursday, we uh, Creighton's coming to town. They're uh, ranked number 10. Uh, uh, five days later, it's number 16, Illinois is coming to town. So some good little tests there. Um, other than that, you know, the, fa- the schedule is pretty favorable until uh, mm-hmm. conference play. And, you know, we start off with Oklahoma, Kansas State. So we don't even get Kansas until what is the Kansas game. Shoot, we don't play Kansas until February. But we'll play Baylor first, January 30th. So, yeah, this team, uh, you know, hopefully they can continue getting better, growing. Uh, we landed a, a big-time recruit last yeah. week, basketball. Uh, we're having another official uh, 
we landed uh, AJ Johnson, who's the number 25th ranked player overall. Uh, so yeah, he committed to Texas. We have another five star or four star recruit this weekend coming in town. Um, yeah, I mean he's uh, killing it. He's doing good. So just keep it up, keep it going. It's still early. A lot of basketball left to play. Yeah. So. Um... Yeah, so let's get we'll go into the top five. Uh, last week, we were both three and two, I believe. Yeah, we were both three and two. Um, so I put to you at 29 and 28, and I'm at 31 and 61. So this for this top five, I just pretty much did big rivalry games. Um, it happened to all be on the almost all on the West Coast, except for the first one. But you got NC State versus UNC. Um, the Mac Browns are favored by six and a half right now. Um, I got UNC. I think they have the best quarterback. And, and you know, you got to kind of cheer for Mac. Yeah, 100% cheer for Mac. As much as I want to. Uh, how, how long are we going to take this competition? It's a bowl season? Or... Um, yeah, we, yeah, we can, yeah, we'll do a, we'll do a big bowl. Big bowl one at the end. Okay, maybe I can make up some ground there because I feel like some of our picks are probably going to be the same today. But, yeah, I'm definitely going to root with Mac Brown. Uh, UNC is rolling. It's crazy. You know, what? They're nine, are they nine wins already or ten wins? Have they reached ten wins yet? Um, I know they have, I think they only have one loss, so. I thought they were nine and one last week. So, maybe they're so – yeah, So, yeah. yeah. Ten and one, yeah. Mac Brown got a ten win – or, no, I guess Herman got a ten win season with that bowl. But, yeah. It's not I mean, that's another conversation for later, but yeah, roll the back brown, take UNC. All right, and then we got Oregon versus Oregon State. Um, Oregon's only favored by three. It is in Corvallis Civil War, which they don't call it the Civil War anymore. But last time Oregon played up there two years ago, they lost, and they were the they were favored by way more than three. So this Oregon State team's good. Oregon has to win to get into the Pac-12 championship, so, you you know, it's going to be crazy. Bo Nix is probably still a little bit banged up with his ankle. So, um, yeah, so I'll let you go. I'll let you pick this one first. I'm going to go with the upset and take Oregon State. Okay. You said I know right. Bo Nix is a little dinged up, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick Oregon State here. I'm going to Oregon. I can't – I think – they're, I think they'll be fine, but it's going to be a close. I think it's going to be a close game. It's going to be a good game. Then the, the main game, the big game, the weekend, besides our game, of course, is Michigan versus Ohio State. Ohio State's favored by seven. Um, it doesn't look like there's going to be any weather issues, which is good for Ohio State. Um I don't. I I I'm actually kind of torn. I don't know which way to go on this one, really. Oh, um, same. Go me too. Yeah. I isn't Michigan's running back out this game? He got hurt last week. He got hurt, but I haven't I haven't heard anything about him yet. Right? I I thought they said he was he was like it was like a high ankle sprain or something like that. Um. Ooh, okay, that changes things now because I was saying if he's out, there's no no chance. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, let me find it. Yeah, so it's like, cause he, uh, you know, it looked, it looked kind of nasty when he got hurt, but I don't know, cause I, that, that is true. Like, if he's in, then you know, Michigan has a much better shot, cause I didn't really like their backups too much, but okay, so State, I'm on something? ESPN. They say that they, it's just he's questionable. So can uh, Michigan State upset Ohio State if, if Blake Corn doesn't play? So it sounds like to me, like, you know, he's still on the table. Uh, man, I don't know how to pick this one because if he doesn't play, it's not it's not going to be close. I think Ohio State runs away with this one. If he does play, I'm going to take Michigan to upset. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take, take Ohio State. Even Ohio though State. I don't want to, I just think no, the receiving core is just too good. Um, the next one, 
Notre Dame versus USC. USC is favored by five and a half by five. I would really like to see. I want to take Notre Dame. Notre Dame has been hot lately. Uh, I've taken them like three three weeks in a row now, and they're they're just they're hot. I would like I would love to see uh, Lincoln Riley lose and Caleb Williams lose. No, even though they're not Oklahoma anymore, I still don't really like those guys. Same. Yeah. It's just, uh. I'm gonna go with the, uh, just to create some try to catch up. I've never been a Notre Dame fan. I don't like Notre Dame. I don't like USC either, but I like Caleb Williams. I mean, I don't like him, but I respect what he does. He's dynamic. Yeah. Give me USC. All right, and then the last game is Washington versus Washington State. The Little Apple um, or Big Apple, whatever they call it. I don't know. Um, the Apple Cup. The Apple Cup, that's what it is. Um, Washington's favored by two and a half. Uh, I'm going to go with the upset with Washington State. I'm going to go with the upset Washington State as well. Uh, one of my friends slash colleagues, he's the AD here for UHV. Uh, Washington State alum, big fan. Uh, his mom just passed away. So I'm going to pick Washington State for him to pull the upset for him. Alright. So that's our top fives. We have one, two we have three different games, so we could easily catch up and pass or I could just put a bigger lead on this. We'll see. Right now in the coffin or some big yeah. round. Um, all right, so the next let's see. So light to tire you got any light to tire questions? We just got a commitment, sorry. Uh Twitter just came through. We got a Baseball commitment, Theo Gillen. It's like Westlake High School. Um, nice. Okay, sorry. Um, like the tower questions. Uh, yeah, Quinn Ewers will throw for at least two touchdowns. We'll throw for two touchdowns in this game, not at least. Yeah, I think so. I think he'll do that. I think we're definitely going to have to rely on him. Not rely on his arm, but he's going to need to make – He's going to need to make a play and score some points. Uh, so, yeah, that's, I really need him. And then the last one, Bijan needs, I think, 93 yards or 83 yards to to go number four all time on the rushing list. It's, it's like an 80. It's less, is it less than 100? So, do you less think Bijan will get – to number four all time. By the time, by the time the season's over, yeah. No, this this game. This game, yeah, that's gonna be tough. Yeah, I'll say he's he's just he's cooking right now. I I think Shark finds a way to get get to get him involved in some unique, maybe some unique runs, maybe some uh, something that Baylor hasn't seen and. You know, if Quinn is the Quinn's throwing the ball, they have to back out of the eight man box. I think earlier when I see eight man in the in the box and then maybe Quinn can throw him out of it to get Bijan some runs. And hell maybe they put eight men in the box, we can all Quinn all Bijan has to do is make one guy miss and he's to the house. So um so for my questions is you got one more, right? Yeah. Um so uh, what's his name? Blake Shapin. He's kind of. You mentioned earlier. He's a little bit of a turnover prone. I think turnovers would be a big part of this game, uh, especially with the Randa against Aranda's defense. Uh, Texas will have at least two takeaways in this game. With a wet ball, yeah, I, I think we might get a couple of fumbles, like maybe a strip, a strip sack. And maybe a fumble from one of the running backs or something, but you know it's supposed to rain the first half. I think they said it's supposed to rain the first half, clear up second half, but we'll see. You know, who knows? Texas weather is kind of ridiculous this time of year. Um, yeah, so I think I think I can see too. So um, uh, so far the ones I have is Kansas will beat Kansas State this week. Man, you know our rule. I'm always gonna pick the the game that leads us the the, the to the whatever the Holy Land. Yes, I think Kansas goes Manhattan and upsets 
Kansas City. All right. Um, viewers and X will finally hit on the deep pass. I think they have to. I think with all the rumblings and all that stuff, I think it finally comes together. And uh, we saw it, what, against Alabama? He just laid out, right? I can't remember since then. So, yeah, I think just to kind of close the regular season down in a good note, uh, yeah. the tower and say they connect for the deep pass and Xavier Worthy gets in the end zone twice this week. Okay. And then, so for me, it's, is a Bijan? Bijan will get 20 total touchdowns this week. All right, he'll have 20 total touchdowns after this game. He's at 18 right now. Oh, he has to get two more to win. Yes, I think Bijan will. Okay. Yes, yeah, so I kind of like. I think the playmakers have to make plays this week for sure. Like Bijan X, and I think Sanders going to be involved a lot too, um, over the middle. So. The big three, our big three, uh, skill players wise, you know, yours is a, uh, of course, a big player, but like the big, um, big receivers and running backs is and, uh, Sanders X and uh, Robinson all have to be involved. You know, I think Whittington gets some, he'll get some plays, and maybe he'll get another touchdown and go celebrate with Bevo again. Um, that'd be nice for him on Senior Day. But, uh, yeah, that's what, yeah, it's, it's going to be all hands, everybody, all hands on deck for this game, for sure. Yeah, let's see how it goes. Let's eat some turkey, eat some pie, and then wake up Friday and watch some football. Yeah. All right, well, I think that's all we got for y'all guys. Um, we will, we'll be back next week with a breakdown of this game and maybe a discussion about big, the Big 12 game, Big 12 championship game, we all can just, you know, everybody say a little bit, uh, a little prayer for Kansas, going to Kansas State this week to get a win for us. One more thing. Do you want to throw a World Cup prediction out there for the game against the inferior landmass? Um, I think, uh, I'm going to take, I'll take United States 2-1. Um. They should have beat Wells. Wells got crap call, but whatever. So I'll take two one United States. Yeah, you're uh you're right on where I'm about. I'm I was at the two one. Um, but to make it a little different, I'll make it one nil. Okay. All right. Is it? I love the World Cup. I hate that it's right now during football season because I could have used it during the summer, but I love the World Cup. So. Yeah. yeah. All right, man. Well, take care. Have a good Thanksgiving to all of our listeners and hook them.